I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Loving Life Podcast, coming from a parent's perspective, where we take a look at the past, the present, and discuss what the future has in store for all of us. Hey, we're going to chat about life experiences, uh, kids, work, job, food, family, vacation, music. Did I say food? Of course I did. Hey, there's only one ride on this roller coaster of life, so why not make it amazing? Welcome to the Loving Life Podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. It's called Loving Life, what the other side of life should look like, what it should feel like, smell like, taste like, how you should enjoy life. I don't know how you do it. Uh, everybody does it different, and uh, so do we. It's Charlie, and joining me uh, again this week is my wife, Sandra. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. It's, and you've, you've cruised right down from work. Yes, I did. The day never stops. Nonstop. No. I love it. All right, so we were discussing for a while of what we wanted to talk about this week and there were several different subjects everything from um you know red for ed and all that kind of stuff everything that you know lots of topics that we we can jump into but one of the things we wanted to touch on was raising good kids good topic yep but pretty broad wouldn't you say it is i think we narrowed it down though yeah like raising daughters (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Uh, it's crazy, uh, but but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, you know, when we talk, we were talking about raising good kids. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I mean, good kids is general, but uh, raising good boys. I don't know. I don't have any experience in that field. Um, I've got friends who have nothing but boys, and I have nothing but girls. Mm-hmm. Our oldest being 19 at, at ASU West, and our youngest being a freshman at uh, Sunny Slope. So. What do you think goes into raising good girls? How did we do this? How did we get this far is the question. (laughs) I don't know because I think uh, they say girls are easier at a certain age. But you know what? I think for us, it's the teenage years. That's they're this tornado of hormones and drama. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's you just navigate through it. But it's not easy. I mean, I try to think back of of when I was a teenager and how I dealt with things. And, you know, it's a totally different time and era now dealing with your 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 teens. Oh, especially. And, you know, we talk to them about social media and how, you know, you could have a really bad day and you could broadcast that to all your friends on social media in an instant now. Whereas like when we were younger, it was kind of word of mouth or, you know, you just didn't go to your friend's house to go outside and do stuff after school. You know, it's it was a whole different situation. And today everything's so fast and and I think sometimes they have a hard time keeping up. I think so. But at the same time, although things have changed in regards to social media and technology, one thing that doesn't change are the the hormones and the oh, personality. Yeah. You know, one day they're your little love bug and the next day they're daughters of Satan. And 
it's it's a it can be a very challenging time in their life because they're especially the junior high years oh my goodness it's you know they're they're growing boobies and you know they're they're changing and their hair is oily and boys are looking at them and it's such an awkward stage right. i hated junior high right and so i could relate in that sense well as a boy it was it's just you know i don't know maybe we were were pretty heartless uh as boys growing up back then because all we wanted to do was you know roll around in the mud and play sports and junk so you know i, I guess i could see that but yeah i mean we got lucky with our girls don't you think i think so too i think it's taking it it taking things with a grain of salt you know they've always been very respectful um but at the same time you know it, it can get to a point where i i call the junior high years the a-hole years right <laughs> oh yeah because it's like one thing you, you ask them to do and it's a roll of the eyes and it's a sigh oh, and it's yeah. like i uh, just asked you to put some socks on plenty of that you know plenty of that it, and it is, it's, it, but I want, I want other mothers to know it's, they're not alone. You know, we all go through that. None of our kids are perfect, you know, and I think that's one thing that you see things on TV, you see these high achievers and you're always looking at other people's kids like, why can't my kid be like that? Right. I don't think we ever compared our kids to anything No, not, like no, that. no, but And you, I think that's good though, but you know, it's, it. Because there's a lot of pressure in the first place, especially with our older one to our to our younger one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Mia has been so good in school and class mm-hmm. and homework and good grades and activities outside of school and so on and so forth. And that's kind of a tough picture to live up to as a younger sister. Yeah. But... I give Sophia all the credit in the world, our youngest, mm-hmm. that she painted her own picture. No, like she did. They're she did. similar, but they're very different. No, and, and I meant when I say when you see other people's kids, why can't my kids be like that? I meant that in a general sense. You know, you always feel as a parent, okay, are my kids doing better? Are they doing as well? Are they right. putting forth all the effort they should be? And you, you question your own parenting. You know, and I think being the mother of teenage girls, you can tell when you see another mother of teenage girls, you'll pass by Uh another mother in the grocery store and you could just tell, oh, that's a mother of a teenage girl. You have telepathy. Yeah, (laughs) without a doubt. Now, this coming from the, you know, if I sharing the story of us coming home with our firstborn Mm -hmm. and walking through the precipice of the front door and just like in the movies, the door closes behind us and we stood there and we kind of looked at each other with this youngling. <laughs> like, what the hell do we do now? And we're with like, this thing? what do we do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and that was the start. I'll mm-hmm. never, ever forget that yep. day in yep. that moment. And it was it was there were easier days and there were harder days, but yep. we got through those days and then enough to have a, another one. <laughs> Yeah, God does. God does that the first time. He makes you forget all the pain. Um, But I think it's the important thing is, you know, I think with with girls and with relationships, it's like I said, it's never going to be perfect mother daughter relationship. But I always make sure that our girls know that they have we have their backs, right? Regardless. And one thing that I've always told them, you know, there might be times where I might not want you to want to hear what you have to say mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. questions you might have on you, you know, in your head. But always come to me because I'll always tell you the truth. Don't depend on your, you know, your dummy friends to give you answers to right, questions you right. might have about 
life, love, sex, right. you know, come to me. I, I might not like the question or feel sure. uncomfortable, but I will always tell you the cr- truth and I, we will never stop loving you. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I feel they're comfortable with and they know they can come to us regardless. And I think that's because we showed them that mutual respect without trying to be a best friend to them. But be a parent to them Mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, when you're when you're older and you have kids of your own. Yeah, then we can talk about that whole friendship thing. I think that whole I think that whole dynamic kind of switches up a little bit, especially when they get older. But when they're growing up. Yeah, we're the parents, you know, and and it's and it's not a do as I say uh, type thing. It's a we try to give the best advice based on experiences that we've had or things that are going on because like you said we're always going to shoot straight with you and be honest with you and we're not going we're always going to have your back there's there's a time and a place and i think later on in life we'll we'll be best friends um but now right now i got to be your mother i got to give you structure and that's how it is under our roof and there's a mute but there is a mutual respect they they deserve respect just as much as as uh we do But it's a two-way street, and, uh, you know, you earn that respect. You earn that trust, just like any other relationship. But it's all about, you know, being there and being present with them. You know, it's not always easy every time they're going through something. But at the same time, it's – you know how hard it, it, it is for me not to be a helicopter parent? Okay, this is coming from (laughs) – this is coming from the mom. When we dropped off our children at grade school, that she would stay with our daughter until they walked into the classroom. Yes. It was had to be the handoff. That's because it's that, it's that mother guilt. It's like, I'm going to work. I'm dropping my child off here. I got to be with her every minute until she goes into that classroom. But it's it's not. it was not only that being a helicopter parent. It was, ooh, did that little girl not include you? I'm going to call her mom. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. What? You know, but you learn that. You learn, though. But after a while, you go, they need to figure it out on their own. I'm not going to be there to help sort out the drama. Now, don't get me wrong. If there's any kind of bullying involved i get that right. i get that right. but if it's stuff they need to figure that out yeah they need to figure out how life works and they need to figure out that you know what you're going to be in the workforce and you're going to have to deal with people you don't like right and it's all a part of growing up and socializing and that's always a challenge um there was a an, there's an article on uh azcentral.com and it was um it's like a mom blog that was pretty cool uh, and it the the title was How to Let Teens Learn to Be Adults Before They Are. It was written by Eva Dwight, and it was actually pretty cool. She talks about her son individuating, which is the process mm-hmm. um, of kids gradually breaking away from us to establish their independent selves. Yeah, and she talked about you know supporting uh, and and the structure and what it looks like, and you know conversations that start with What's your plan? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then uh, followed by uh, what will you do if, right? you know, and uh, setting limits with like, I'm okay with you trying this as long as this happens. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know. And it was an interesting article. I I didn't get to read the whole thing, but it was, it it pointed to, you know, that whole relationship that we have as parents with our kids and and, and especially now with our daughters as they're growing up. Well, you, you, you set the example. 
Right. You know, when you when you hear them come home and it's full of drama and friends, but you know, to me, it's like we have to set that that example, even when it comes to our own friendships, and keep all keep our circle small and walk away from drama. Right. You know, we don't come home with drama, do we? <laughs> oh no. Oh my I, gosh. I, I, no, Are you no, kidding me? Not in our personal lives, but you know, you have your normal work drama. Oh. But I'm talking about <laughs> my my circle of friends. I have the best friends from when I, from th- for thirty years. Okay, right, right. Walk, honor your worth, and right. I tell them that all the time. That's my mantra: honor your worth. Walk away from things that don't bring you joy, and right. that's easy to say. Yeah, it's easy to say. Sure, but you continue to instill it in them, and you do it by an example by sending an example as well. Three words: be kind always. Yes, be kind always. It's it's, it's hard. hard. It is so hard. But it's so very true. So uh, I don't know if you're raising daughters, but if you are raising daughters, um, all the best to you. Um, it's it's not easy, but I, I, I like I said before in the beginning of the podcast, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been, and and I feel like it's just getting started. I mean, yeah, Mia's at Mia's nineteen now, right? But I, I just took a picture of her yesterday, <laughs> standing in front of the bathtub. Getting ready to get in the tub with her hair up in oh, a, in a mohawk. Oh, she was little. She was one. I remember, and we, I think of that picture all the time, and I think about where we are now. But one thing as well as you go through parenthood is that you need to remember that it isn't a competition. Um, right. It isn't a competition to see who has the most intelligent kids, right. the healthiest dinners, the cleanest homes, or the nicest clothes. Right. Parenthood is your journey with your kids. And so people are going to tell you, do this, do that, but only you know what's best. Right. You know, now that I'm at this stage in my career and and I'm at the age that I'm at, a lot of the things that come up and, and I've had the conversation with somebody else in the office, I, you know, I'm at the point right now where it's all about giving back and it's all about enjoying my family and taking advantage of the time that I have left. Mm-hmm. Now, you ask my 92-year-old grandmother that, and sh- her story's a little bit different. She's an amazing woman, and mm-hmm. she knows that her time is limited, but you know, I'm not at that point. If I get there, I've got another half of my life to live. Yeah. So enjoying my family, enjoying my kids, and making experiences is more important than anything else that's out there, and being a part of their life and their lives to come is so exciting to be breathing for every day i agree and i think it's being present at a parent whether they're one years old or they're 35 or 40 or 50 years old it's being present and living in the now don't worry about what happened yesterday don't worry about what's to come um and quickly, a perfect example is our good friend, Joey Boy. You told me the story of when Cruz was looking at that yellow gumball, right? <laughs> yes. He was looking at the yellow gumball, and that's all he, he was in the present. And oh, that's my gosh. All, that's all he was concentrated on yep. was that yellow gumball. He, he didn't, didn't worry. He didn't right? care that Larry Fitzgerald was <laughs> no. down the hall. And he didn't care that there was there, all these other people no, saying, hey. No, and he wasn't worried. Care. And he wasn't worried about seeing Paw Patrol tomorrow. Right. He was worried about what was going on at that present moment. Right. Because that is where his mind was. And I think that's how we need to live in the present. Yeah. I wish I wish we could. Mm-hmm. But then you'll get that. Hey, I need this yesterday uh, at the office. And, and yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, cool. Uh, thanks for coming down. Thanks You're for welcome. spending time with me. You're welcome. I mean, we could talk forever about raising kids yeah. and uh, all the uh, 
silly stories we have. We could share a billion of them, but uh, anyways. Um, so, yeah, it's not the positive vibes only type people. It's the I choose to uh, be positive vibes instead of uh, making things uh, lots of uh, mountains out of molehills. So um, thanks for checking out the podcast. Appreciate it. You can always uh, listen online. It's at the coolradio.com website. And please do subscribe. Tell your friends and give a rating. We uh, would love that very, very, very much. So thanks for checking out the Loving Life podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.